Rock and roll. Kia ora everybody. What's up? It is Rebet. Welcome to Rebet Live. New Zealand Business Hall of Fame. Tony Falkenstein. What's up, buddy? Hi, Robert. How Go are here. you, mate? Fantastic. We're just talking. You still got the bar tab from last October still on, got the mate. bar tab, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having for free drinks this year. Just like it, just you just roll up, be like, there you go. Uh, for those who, who aren't aware of the, the the epic amazingness that is that is Tony, um, we'd connected up. Shit, it would have been I don't know five, six, seven years ago, whatever it is now. Um, and weapon in the space and a whole bunch of cool stuff, which we probably don't need to get into because if you've made it to the New Zealand Business Hall of Fame, if you've made it there, <laughs> you could be selling tacos. Is all I care about. Are you flipping? You, you get you get a pass. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm bloody great. So we talked about this. Oh. You you just said that you've been eating more than ever, but you're fitter than ever. Explain how that is possible. Well, I'm. Uh, I do Pilates every morning for an hour. I go for the dogs getting sick of me taking them for walks. But I go do a couple of walks during the day. Um, I sit on the stairs and and try and do these pull ups and things. Mate, you're and, supposed to get uh, fatter, not fitter. But then I also have a look in the fridge quite a bit. <laughs> and uh and it's like a tv set right you're in there um so you're in auckland at the moment you bunk it up i'm in auckland daughter's I'm, come back uh, from england yeah yeah no i'm at home and my wife and dog and uh and uh, and cat and then my daughter decided at the last minute she's uh she works on bbc for does uh broadcasting and news and she suddenly at 7 31 morning decided to come home and so she's on a midday flight and arrived here um, as they were closing the borders. And so she's been, she was in, uh, you know, in isolation for two weeks. And now she's in here trying to beat me to the fridge. <laughs> new, new flatmates. It's probably been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird having a daughter back after ages that hasn't lived with you? Like, is it a new routine? Because I'm sure you probably got into this regular routine of nine to five business with kids, without kids. Has it been a, a shift or has it been a nice change of pace for you? Oh, you just sort of go back to the same. She's just as untidy, leaves the clothes hanging around, <laughs> eats, everything out of, eats everything out of the fridge before I do. <laughs> so good. Um, all right. So what are we, where do we start? You Actually, let's start here. You've been in big business longer than I've been alive. That's right. You've seen lots of, geez, I can't wait till I'm 70. Man, I'm going to have some yarns. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> How old are you now anyway? 63. What, what? 73. 73. Jeez. All right. Okay. So, so yeah, you've got 40, you've got four decades on me. So I'm 34. <laughs> so you've, you've seen, you saw 87. You saw, yep. what was gnarly before 87 that you were like, holy shit. What was, what were another couple before that? Was there... Oh, so it was only in, uh, you know, I, I started in business uh, the week, one week after the 1987 share market crash. So prior to that, I was a corporate guy. So when you're a corporate guy, you don't worry about those things. <laughs> There's a few people that took, got the timing off. Okay, so so let's talk about that. So you're a month after the stock, 87, crash. How are you feeling at that moment without that security? Because At that moment, it was one week after the share market crash. Um, I don't know. Do you know, what a, do you know what a fax machine is, you young guy? Yes, I know. Do you, <laughs> do you know what a fax machine is? Tony, Well, come let on. me tell you some numbers because I remember these so clearly in uh, – in 1985, there were 343 faxes in New Zealand. Got 1986, it. there were 2,400. And Got in 1987, it. there were 24,000. It's the hockey stack. It's, it's like every yeah. startup's business projections for finances. <laughs> it was fantastic. So what happened was that um, the companies, that sales reps didn't want to go out and rent a fax machine they, were, they wanted to sell them because they're so easy to sell. And if they had to rent them, they had to go back and get, uh, you know, get finance approval. So I thought, well, this is a great time to be in business, really just following the, what Xerox did with their model. That was, hey, we'll rent these things. And if the company falls over, we'll take it back and rent it to somebody else. It doesn't have to be a new machine. So that's what we did. And, uh, and fortunately, I mean, in 1988, nobody else was geared up to renting. We were seen, we were called Red Eagle Rentifax. And uh, 
no one else was geared up to renting or leasing. So we boomed straight after the share market crash um, and, and did some, did demand, some really right? big numbers. That's massive. And that's how I got into business. I mean, right, right at what so, people would say the worst time. Yeah, okay. So so let's fast forward a few decades. We're now in 2020. It's cra- Things are crash, crashed, if not crashing. Obviously, there'll be a bigger, gnarlier a rollout in terms of commerce what are you saw a did you in 87 did you see the gap of what you knew that demand would be and you saw the sweet spot and and set up for the demand which you knew would fill into it or did you kind of fluke it or did you have a feeling no i no i didn't have a feeling of any share market crash but i had a feeling that hey there was an opportunity nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. was it was a boom market nobody was renting these things and uh hey there was a way I could so, I could take a niche, so I wanted to take a niche of a of a big market, rather than taking you know trying to aim at everybody else. Perfect segue. So right now in twenty twenty, uh, we're at a spot, but tomorrow we're going to have an announcement. Potentially it might go down. Potentially it might not. Blah 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 blah. But the second it does, I was just talking to um, uh, someone on the phone before. Do you know Grant Watson? Grant Watson, ex Frontier CEO of McDonald's for twenty years. He knows you, or maybe he's a fan. Anyway, smart man. He was, we were just talking about, it's going to be like everyone's at the start line and it's kind of of like a a a big treasure hunt and everyone's going to get one piece of the map and it's like, go, because there's going to be this massive wave of potential activity. Some some going, some not. It's going to be a, a blind relay race for many. What would be the industries or niches or potential bits of opportunity which you think might pop out at the end of this immediately maybe in the next 30 days that you've potentially thought about little little pockets of interest that might have some upside well i i think it's so so the difference here but you know from anything else is that this has just been bang stop and uh, in every other one, you've had you've just had some time. It's it's been sort of over over time, over over months. So even though the eighty seven share market crash was um, it stopped. It didn't stop everything. Didn't stop trading for at, at all. And so people were still um, were still moving about and doing things. So now we've suddenly stopped dead, and some companies are absolutely dead. Um, and and uh, a lot of businesses just yeah really are, going to, are just going to struggle. Uh, so, so the opportunities, I suppose, and is that, uh, there'll be, there'll be businesses that can be, that can be bought. I suppose that's, that's probably the, um, uh, probably the biggest opportunity. I mean, nobody likes to make money out of, out of, uh, out of the bad things, but it's the only way you'll save a whole lot of people from, uh, yeah. See, that's, that's the the other side of the coin. I was talking to someone else about it and they said, you know, they don't want to potentially look predatory to them, to the market, although that's the reality of it because that's how they can actually save jobs. And yes, obviously at the top, they might be buying distress assets or or whatever, but if you can, you know, there's, I'm sure you're in the same circles of, of talk. There's mad talks of roll-ups across all sorts of different verticals now that people are thinking about they've been waiting to pull the trigger on and those will yes at the top i guess it's quite gnarly because you know they'll come in not vulture-esque but like with speed to try and do stuff but that's what flipping's going to save jobs that's what's going to get them back to work right yeah that's right hmm. so i mean you know everyone said yeah it's a whole new world and it is a whole new world and uh and so i suppose i suppose there's a you know Nobody knows what they. Nobody knows what's going to happen, and it's really just being very, very agile with uh, with what you can do, and and uh, and so it's really wait wait to make the start. Um, questions coming through. Uh, where do, do so you we have to, a. Oh, sorry, go. No, no, you go, you go for it. I mean, we you know we've got a product um, that's in uh, ventilation, so a product called Univent. I mean, we'll be you know we think that. That sort of business will actually do well because people will um, they'll just want uh, want you know don't want to be uh, breathing all their old air and that sort of will come out of out of the hey I need uh, I need to inter- air. Interesting. So we were talking to uh, Janine Crossan yesterday. Um, you know she, she's yeah. just recovered twice from football. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, and she's got powered by Flossy, right? And and you know, uh, software play to to pull in all sorts of different, you know, hair salons and stylists and yada yada yada. And she was reckoning there's going to be a whole new um, 
kind of fear-based economy, but with way higher hygiene standards of what the expectations are around service when it's up close and personal. And there's going to be different things which we prioritize based on what we we feel. And it's, it's funny, I never thought around that, but yeah, I can, I can see that happening. They want fresher air, they're going to need more space. The, people are going to almost set like a new, some new invisible barriers of normal or, or things to try and feel safer mentally, right? Do you, do you feel that potentially we are going to be in some way going to a fear-based economy? Yeah, I'd know about fear-based. I'm scared to die. Well, I think, I think there'll certainly be the fear because suddenly jobs are, you know, jobs are not, are not safe. And, uh, and so the people that have them will be very appreciative of them. Um, mm. Normally, like after the GFC, it, unemployment wasn't, wasn't that bad. So, you know, 93% of the population still had jobs. So they were spending money. Um, mm. You know, 7% didn't. But when it gets up to something like twenty percent, uh, it's you know that's that is yeah. serious, and and everybody's going to be worried. What do you think it's going to get to in New Zealand? You reckon? Fast forward uh, three months. Uh, well, I haven't changed my prediction. I said when they were when they were talking about seven percent. I think now they've gone up to double figures. I was I was saying, hey, it's going to be closer to twenty. Um, mm. But listen, I'm not a I'm not a very smart guy. <laughs> I just pull well, the air. <laughs> it's, it's technically debatable considering what you've done, but we I, w- I won't fight you. No, but you have point. guys like Rob Campbell on there and uh, guys yeah. who know the shit. No, no, I get it. Um, grass is just just like this. Snotty's in the mix. No, but it's it's interesting to see where and what those different flow on effects are. And all, I guess it's going to be a bit of uh, relay depending on what happens with, with government, with with what um, kind of the new rules that get set up. Um, Keith was just saying, uh, Keith Newell says, the air, filtri- air, f- air filtration in buildings certainly to change like security measures did after 9-11. I pro- probably, probably agree. Um, Fiona Robertson, Chief Experience Officer, do you think tourism will ever get back to where it was pre-COVID? Oh, good, good question, but... I guess you're not you're not captain tourism, but you want to stab at this one? Yeah, no, I think it's. I mean, you know, I'm I'm the president of entrepreneurs organisation, so we have a a number of people in uh, in tourism in uh, tourism tourism businesses, from travel agents to uh, you know to uh, owning Harker hotels and um, Sedima hotels, um, and they know they're in. I mean, it's just it's it's just deep shit for them. And then yeah. uh, you know, just sitting there with that with that asset there, and, and although they say local tourism might might happen, but unfortunately us us local guys we don't want to we don't want to spend that sort of money. So they start getting you know their rates have to be really low. That's a it's a really difficult difficult thing for them. And globally, in the past, when situations happen like this, when there is mass vacancy in space the only thing they compete on usually is price so it becomes a bit of a race to the bottom unless they pivot and come up with new new different either i don't even business models or different opportunities or you know like one of the ones we we're talking about yesterday with aaron lloyd he's the one of the uh, partners at minter allison was you know came up with this idea to potentially try and you know what happened if you you know turn auckland to you know the sport the sports center of, for the world people can come in you go into universities go into two-week lockdown and then you've got production at the end of it to have your game or match or whatever it is for global distribution because if we're first cab off the rank and if you're an international player overseas a lot of their contracts are tied to actually being able to play and if you said hey your club in soccer, whatever it is, you know, hire Air New Zealand plane flights, New Zealand two week lockdown, mandatory quarantine, do your training and then come out. It's like that, that, like, how do you reutilize space? I guess there's all these different ideas of lateral ways to think about things. Um, and they'd come from uh, Dana White, the president of the UFC, it was basically building Fight Island and building out infrastructure to fly in all the fighters from all over the world. I'm imagining they'll go into two weeks quarantine train, and then they've got the production facilities on site for global distribution, pay-per-view. They can at least get the wheels back up and running. And so I wonder like all these different sectors and, and parts that are having trouble in New Zealand, how they're actually will communicate cross industry to try and think of different ways to approach it. Exactly to your point. Like I got a message today. Um, I've got to get back to t- tell me out from juicy. He's um, wanting to connect up with um, uh, this, this charity to try and potentially use some of their unused assets for a pretty good cause to help the community. So I think there's. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I could yeah. see the education sector, for example, that they, you know, if if you're sitting there in America, you're not going to feel too safe. 
And so there are all these professors at Harvard or Yale or whatever that could come down here, set up a camp in a hotel and uh, and actually do lectures, you know, and people still like them if they're if they alive, um, but actually do lectures and bring in, uh, you know, fill the hotel up with students and or come so a live-in live yeah. Harvard course, for example. Yeah, well, if you think about when um, that, that re resiliency of self-dependence where um, say if you go to army, you sign up, 18, you roll up, you roll in and you're at camp and you've got your food, your accommodation, your training, the output, it's all kind of controlled in this environment. I, I, I think about this idea where if New Zealand can be, you know, f not first in the world to, to squash, you know, COVID or whatever it is, but the branding opportunity globally attached with a call to action that's a magnet for ideas and opportunities and potential commerce and just to get people flipping rolling like in the states they're talking about hiring out flipping cruise ships to put the nba players on just to finish the games it's like if you're talking about cruise ships shit that's the last place you probably want to put players flipping send them to new zealand it might be maybe there might be something in that for sure how do you the great thing how, that um that has been done is uh you know the fact that we are we are seen as being the you know the country that's that's you know tightened up the best um around the world and uh, and it, that just really helps our clean green uh, green Im image and you know I, I saw that uh, you know the concept of bringing out um, 200 Americans with so much 10 million dollars each 50 million dollars each um, there has to be a big uh, a, a big push for people that would want to do that that suddenly we become even more cleaner and greener as the place you want to be at the end of the world because if something like this happens again whatever hey where where else can you go and do a civilized country and um and that's got beautiful you know beautiful uh just beautifully green and clean waters and all that and they've proved themselves over over this um so the great great segue tone so if you look at how the world perceived new zealand 20 30 years ago far away it's out of the mix it's not connected into the ecosystem yada 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 Weirdly, do you think the liability that was seen as potentially some for others is actually turned to one of our biggest assets, and it's actually flipped? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I mean, you know, just despite what everyone says, because we're you're always conscious of yourselves of how, um, you know, our rivers are, are dirty, etc. Um, the uh, you know we still are perceived as clean and green, and I think this uh, the way we, the way. Uh, Jacinda has handled COVID-19 is uh, just as another real big stake in the ground that's, uh, you know, that is, is going to be good for this country. She, she's had, I can't wait for her book and flip and we always got to get through this <laughs> shit and the rest of it. Man, she's going to have a crazy book. Remember yeah. that time you like had a baby in a volcano in Christchurch and flipping COVID and the national shutdown and it's like, jeez, <laughs> it's going to be so gnarly. Uh, what what has been kind of cool to see from the outsides, and I, I don't know, we've got I've got you know, we've got mutual friends that are that are homies with her and shit. Is you can f really feel she's genuinely leading with love, you know, mm. and you can see it. It's it's it, you can feel it. It's not just see it or hear it. You can actually feel it, which is quite cool. And when you look yeah. at a lot of the other ways, and so when you see leadership like that, regardless where you stand on the political side, it's cool to um to feel a bit of unity with the energy that that she's putting out there so you know prop, props oh there's some great leadership you know quality that she's shown and i think there, there was a harvard uh interview in, in harvard uh magazine that um you know just talked about her and uh and someone in america but the um you know how that's just the leadership qualities that she's shown over this whole thing mm. um fiona robertson chief experience officer says do you think kiwis will become more supportive of made in new zealand thanks to COVID 19 Good question. Well, I really don't think so. I mean, I, I've never been, uh, been good on those. <laughs> it's the wrong answer, I, Tony. <laughs> You're wrong no, it's the wrong answer. But I've <laughs> no, never been strong on those made in New Zealand because because consumers will go for the for the one that they think is best or cheapest, or whatever. They spend a lot of money on saying, "Hey, we're made in New Zealand." Some degree, they might even think, "Yeah, uh, that they, they have never worked in any country in the world saying, "Hey, made in." Somewhere, well, I better not say that. I better not say it too loud. Except, say, what about no, 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 but except the brand of champagne. Yeah, the brand of yeah. champagne has held held weight. Um, Jason, and Wright I suppose says, when you see sorry. made in Italy, you you have a um, well, it's just a positioning statement, you know, and yeah. the same as made in France, made in Germany, 
to think of reliability. Um, mm. uh, Jason Wright says we're quite possibly 21 days into our most uh, 21 days into our most successful offshore marketing campaign, tourism marketing campaign. Uh, basically saying at the end of this, yeah, I mean, I I could I could see that I guess because if we open for business, obviously, I've got a funky feeling though that the borders will stay the way they are for a while. And if you do decide to come, there'll probably be that two week um, lock in. But I, I know that for those that are coming back now, I think they've done a deal with 19 hotels and motels in the area, I believe of what they've done, which is where the idea for the university came in. So then you could be productive for the two weeks and actually stage it out. Um, have you ever seen an economy pause like this ever? No, no, this is, I mean, this is, I mean, that's the, that's the thing about nobody is an expert. Everyone. Yeah. There are a lot of experts. We're, we're, we're the experts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, yeah, okay. So in any of your businesses that you've ever run, have you ever run a scenario or a crisis potential situation of something like this ever happening? No, you know, we found... <laughs> we, I'd love to say that, hey, of course we knew it all, um, but we, had, we found this uh, policy that was done in 2009 that... Uh, that, that covered this. Piss off! What for? Just water? Yeah, just water. We had a we had a policy, uh, and what, so and in fact, in it was case. so good. It was so good. We hardly had to change it. We had a crisis committee and uh, influenza um, people. Is, and, and so okay, okay. So let's let's run it back. So so this goes down, and then what? You get a call, and and flipping Jenny from HR was like. Hey Tony, guess what I found? Well, ten yeah, years exactly ago, <laughs> exactly what happened. Okay, and so and you're like piss off. Okay, so talk yeah. me through that. That that is great. Did, whoever who wrote it, they get a flipping pay. Whoever wrote it, are they still in the business? I got no idea. <laughs> I'll probably take all the credit. <laughs> so why oh, did she uh, send me yeah. an email and said, "Hey, did you know that we had this?" That is epic. I cannot believe pandemic policy and Holy exactly shit. what to do and all this, the whole thing. From 2009, you, it was written. The you, only thing we updated was yeah. um, where where do you store all your offsite? At that stage, we stored it physically. Yeah. So we, uh, that is, dude, good on you. You need to create some flipping Just Water Hero Award for that shit. That's great. Well done. I'll tell you what. I'll, I will let you into a little secret. Oh, we, um, on. no one's, my mum's watching, but apart from that, no one else go for it. Continue. So we sent it out to send out to the board and, and said, Oh, listen, we just had to update our pandemic policy for the, uh, for where it is. Are you all okay with that? <laughs> and, uh, we hardly had a comment though. Hardly had a comment that, Oh, sure. Now you had this. That's so awesome. I, that's, that's flipping great, man. Because there was, I don't know if you, you, you follow the streams of the gram or, or, or that so much, but there's been these um, videos come out giving um, Bill Gates mad props, talking about the yeah. TED Talk from five years ago. And then there's been the Obama one from 2015, or I'm not sure what, what year. Um, and then the fact that you had a pandemic. 2009. <laughs> straight ninja shit. That is amazing. Um, uh, Marissa Fong says, hey, Tony, good to see you. Props. Um, <laughs> hey, Marissa. What's up, Marissa? See, we're getting, we're getting interactive here. We're getting, we're getting active. Um, okay, so biggest, what's the biggest learning that you've, have you ever physically been locked in a location like this ever in your life for this long? No, I haven't. But I, um, and, you know, I'm lucky we've got some space. I feel yeah. you know, really sorry for people who, are, especially especially people with young kids under ten. I mean, it must be just so hard, you know, just just keeping them occupied and in a small house. And I mean, fortunately, the weather has been really good up until up until now, um, yeah. which has been one bonus. But boy, it's going to be apparently it's raining in Auckland for the next ten days or something. So <laughs> <laughs> it has to be the toughest thing in the world. So, so you know, it makes my problem feel feel small when you when you just think what's out there and and some of our staff what they have to uh, mm. how they're handling things. So f for yourself, never been physically, um, I guess, confined to space before. Has your head gone in different ways of reflection or thinking or potential opportunities for the future or new ideas for businesses or ways to do things 
better. Where's your head headspace gone to? Well, you know how you always say you just don't have you don't have time to think because you're spending all your time on the business. Well, now yeah. you do have time to think, and uh, and I think uh, so. We meet. Um, our, we've got a three man as per the pan, pandemic policy. We have a three man crisis team, <laughs> and, and we Were meet. You named on it? <laughs> no. Well, I signed it. I signed it. <laughs> Oh, okay, but, um, so you meet every day. You got your, you got your three. We your meet three every person. day at four p.m. and we all say to you, we've never been so close as our, you know, the three top people in the company. We've never been so close just by by meeting um, online because we don't see each other every day. Hmm. Have any new ideas you've thought of? Things that you would have potentially you'll change in your business after this. Oh, you know, the, uh, I suppose, you know, Zoom is, will now become part of our business. Yeah. Um, you know, meetings and, you know, that a lot more people work from home. Uh, yeah, I, and and the other thing is we can include everybody. So uh, so that's one been one big bonus. Often you have, um, you know, we have 45 service people right around the country and it's sort of, it's really hard to include them make them inclusive. Mm. Well, now we can say, hey, listen, every Monday morning at nine o'clock, we're having a company meeting and everybody can get it on their phones or somehow they're either there physically or on their phones and they can, they can, uh, you know, talk in and uh, whatever. So we have a, you know, we'll have a Monday huddle, for example, um, with everybody. So that's really, really uh, something that's come out of it that's good. That's cool. Technology creating more bonds within all the different layers geographically within the business and i'll give you some slang um tones because I, I try to clue you up on the shit they're called zooies man zoom hooies zooies join the just water zooey um what have you been what are you most fearful of after this outside of 20 percent unemployment yeah no i'm fearful of um well just I suppose for young people, for younger people and younger people in business, younger people in uh, entrepreneurs' organisation, you know, they've they really uh, worked their guts out and maybe four or five years, you know, got to a million dollars or $2 million turnover and suddenly they have the guts of their business uh, taken away from them to start again. Gee, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that is that bloody reset. tough. Yeah. Have you ever lost, have you ever done... A deal that put you at zero overnight? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the worst well, time good. of my life. So let's. Yeah, let's, no. So um, it wasn't the watch thing, was it? It was the watch thing. Oh. <laughs> that got me. I mean, that's. Uh, I've lost oh. a lot more money on okay. ventures since then, but that one, okay. uh, you know, it's so, only about 200 grand, but it was. Uh, but that was, let's, that was it. I didn't know that was to zero. Okay, so. Retell the story quickly because I, I know it, but I feel like I'm missing the thing. I didn't realize it went to zero. So go, so tell the give us the quick thing of, well, the, the, of the watch story. Swatch, yeah, when right? uh, I tried to get the agency for Swatch Watch That's right. when they were launching, I'd seen in Fortune magazine how successful it had been and uh, I thought I'd get the agency. And I didn't get it. So I went off to Hong Kong and got a uh, similar type product. And similar. I screwed the guy down and it was uh, took about $3 a watch and I was selling them for forty nine ninety five. And so I rang up the receptionist at, at the company that was selling Swatch and said, hey, listen, when are you going to launch? And they said, oh, it's September 3rd. What are you going to do We're on TV? What's your pricing? How many models, etc." And so I launched on the same day, similar type TV ad. And between September and December, we sold 27,000 watches. And they sold 6,000. And uh, unfortunately, the, uh, over, over the three months since we had the product, the strap had got brittle. Not like these robot straps, <laughs> got brittle, and, and they and people put the watch on on Christmas Day, and it and it just snapped, and uh, so they all came back, and and so that was um, I suppose the lesson I learned was that uh, you I I could have for for another dollar I would have got a watch that had been tested right through by Walmart and would have been a you know perfect watch, but so I for one I got dollar. Really so, yeah. so you were, you knew you were going to sell it for forty. You stuck at three, but you could have got a guaranteed the quality for four, and still had the margin of thirty six dollars per watch. And you chose yeah. the three. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so good. So it's anyway, so, good. so that was a that was a learning. But the other learning, I suppose, was um, I could have, you know, the first reaction people accountants said, well, put the company into receivership. But the problem with that is that uh, New Zealand's so small and your reputation just out the window and probably uh, they'd still be talking about me today. Oh, he's a guy. Yeah, we are now. <laughs> oh, watchy. Oh, mate, watchy over here. So, um, so, so anyway, we, uh, yeah, so we went down to, uh, yeah, I was able to get out of it and, uh, and then okay. uh, got, a, got, a, got a good job. In so, fact, I got a job where back in, Back then, in about 1982 or something, they um, they offered me the company offered me fifty thousand dollars startup get uh, tax free a startup bonus for coming into their company. Dude, that's <laughs> my, like my mother, my mother, grand. yeah, my mother who was um, you know the old German still hadn't lost her accent. She just said, "These people are in in uh, in drugs, Anthony. Don't don't you join them? They must be in drugs." <laughs> Were they? Were they? Were they in tracks? I'm not going to tell you. No, they weren't. <laughs> Definitely weren't. <laughs> Man, that's gnarly. Wait, so how much would fifty grand in 1982 as a sign-on bonus be worth now? That it must be. Yeah. Jeez, that yeah. is aggressive. That was a big, big bonus. Well, they'd just, just seen what I'd done in the past prior to yeah. Z Watch, and I think they'd missed the Z Watch thing. And prior to that, I'd uh, had had. You know, been running a public company that had gone from thirty-eight cents to over twelve dollars, and they thought, "Hey, we'll hire this guy." Yeah, he knows what's seen up. what had gone on in between. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to that time. You've eaten shit. You're at zero. You're stuffed. Every watch is coming back, and I'm imagining then they probably physically sent them back in envelopes, uh, and they were they were getting just overwhelmed at some PO box, just getting destroyed. I had a little box like that every oh. time. I got the yellow card in there. I'd go out the back and there was a big bag of the things. Oh, Obviously, geez. my supplier in Hong Kong had disappeared. He was nowhere to be seen or, or communicate with. Well, he probably got the seconds from the people that were selling the $4 ones. He bought them for two, flipped it to you for three, made his cash, and he's out. <laughs> so when you're at zero and you had to reset, all right, this is a time that these business owners right now, there is tough shit going on. There is a lot of... Uh, redundancies and and leases getting broken and businesses shutting down all sorts of stuff they're at zero mentally right now how did you how did you reset mentally to gear up to keep going because it's the perfect time when many are like stuff it i'm out of this shit you know how did how did you yeah i um yeah i have to say it's the uh i don't think i went into depression but i certainly i wasn't i wasn't making decisions uh, properly and uh and i think it took a year I had also offered a two-year guarantee, so this thing went on for two years. These <laughs> things kept on coming. <laughs> it gets worse. Watch only had a one-year guarantee. We had a two-year guarantee. So <sighs> they came in for two years. And uh, and even now, even now, I'll go into a pharmacy, and they'll say, ah, Tony, we've still got some of your Z-watches here. <laughs> they're collector's items now. No, so it did take... Yeah. I, you know, I really look back and I, I really was not, yeah, I wasn't operating properly. And uh, I've never, you know, never had that since. Uh, from then on, it's all just kept on going pretty smoothly with the odd bump. Yeah, but at that point, there was a point that had to be made for you to make that decision. There was a moment, you're stuffed, you're down. Then you were just like, well, dust this shit off, on to the next. What was the, did you t take your head space? Was, something like, talk, yeah. It was almost. Uh, I think I uh, there's a, a lot of escapism. I just couldn't. I just couldn't handle these bloody bags of watches and and people ringing me up in the middle of the night and sending me bloody letters. And then Warwick Roger of Metro Magazine wrote an article and because he'd bought a watch for his nine year old child. And, oh, and it was a horrible time. Um, I think I did a bit of escapism. I uh, I said oh, I have to go up to Hong Kong and see this guy. Well. I got to Hong Kong. He he wasn't there anyway, and I uh, I mucked around. Went and then I then I thought, oh well, I'm here. I'll go to Tokyo and see a mate of mine who was there. Mate, so you just <laughs> got on the piss? That's <laughs> no, I didn't get on the piss. I was just it was it was absolute escapism. Yeah. When I look back, I just wanted to get I had to get away from it. But then you came home, and there's even more watches at the post office with the yeah. yellow cards. Yeah. And then so the... and then my dear old mother. She said, listen, why don't you um, 
put an ad in uh, the newspaper and somebody might be able to fix them. And so that's what I did. And I found a guy out in Mount Albert and every and he just took the bag every day and he put little metal clips on them and new bands on them. And, uh, and so therefore, instead of, instead of paying their money back, which it was what I was doing, I uh, was able to send them their watches with a new, uh, new strap on. There you go. Damn. What advice would you give now to business owners who are at zero mentally and maybe financially? Well, I think it's, uh, so, so those are two questions because one, um, financially it's, it's really, you need to look at what, uh, what the, you know, what the future does hold. It's easy. And I know, you know, members of entrepreneurs organization, it's easy to, you know, entrepreneurs tend to be so positive, just absolutely positive. And it's really putting a reality check on it. Hey, yeah. is this, is this really going to work? If I, if I've got a travel agency, will I, will I get back and how, and have, you know, how will I, if I can't, then I'm better off shutting up shop and deciding, um, you know, using some of those, travel pouches you still got <laughs> travel down to go get some escapism mate <laughs> yeah go out go down to pocono and uh and and think what your next venture is um you know and that's that's you know that is bloody bloody tough you know and i, I mean i've always said you know what my parents and and uh you know they came out from germany but other you know parents our grandparents and depression we have been the lucky generation we haven't had a war we haven't had a depression mm. um we've been very very lucky well, suddenly our luck's run out uh, for a lot of people. And it's often it's, uh, you know, where the uh, same as an 87, it, where it lands. If, if the 87 crash had happened six months later, would have been a whole different uh, number of companies that had gone uh, gone belly up. Mm. And the same now, you know, if, if you've landed in the shit, uh, <laughs> you might have to stay there. It's, it's uh, might have to climb out yeah. of that and uh, and start again. And uh, And, you know, we're in the... We're in a pretty good country to, to do that. Um, so so that so that's that one. If you're financially, if you're uh, if you're mentally, mentally in the shit, um, yeah, then you then you need. I mean, you know, I mean, I've got I've got entrepreneurs' organisation. Other people, you know, certainly there's a, there are a lot of support organisations. Um, you know, whether they can. You know, I think in my case, like, we we can we can you know we can uh, we certainly can help each other whether a, a public support organization is going to help a business person. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. Well, it's that circle of, it's a circle of those who get you that you can trust. Right. And, and, you know, for those who don't know the entrepreneurs organization, you know, you'll, you'll meet, um, and you have a small groups of what, just under 12, I think people in, in, yeah. a, in a group and it's very, it's Chatham house rules forum, closed door and everyone can kind of share all their the, the nuts and bolts of, of all of it right um i think the, the key there is communication with trust and sometimes people don't don't have that and there's obviously a whole bunch of um you know different platforms and stuff that people are going out there but i think the key is to be able to talk to someone about mm. it that gets it or else it consumes you like the shit consumes you and it's not healthy yeah i think the and a lot of you know most i'd have to say probably most small businesses um they earn what they could earn as a, as a salary, just they own it. And, uh, and so their, their business partner is normally their wife. Um, and maybe they've got two or three or four employees. Uh, and yeah, who do they talk to? You know, they've always run it that way and run their business so it, that it's way. It's those pharmacies that are still family-based that you pop back 40 years later and they've still got the same watches. <laughs> <laughs> if you had... If you had a million bucks, if you had a hundred thousand right now, what would you do? And if you had a million right now, what would you do? Spare cash. Read it. Spare cash. Uh, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably uh, go into the share market. In both cases. Really? Yeah. Uh, because it's just down, and then just what? It's just yeah. it's just low, low, and don't have to worry about it. I mean, that's because I've got a business to to run as well. Yeah, if true. I uh, if I didn't have a business to run, yeah, I'd probably you, okay. 
so you go you go to the stock market because everything's um, down on obviously what it was. If you are starting up a company with your skill set right now, it's seventy three years old, which I'm sure you're probably thinking about every day of starting another something. Yeah. What sector would you go in, and why? Oh, <laughs> see, you got the hard questions today, Tony. No, it's easy shit. Yeah. No, I'd. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I just look for for an opportunity where I where I'd see something that uh, I suppose, like any startup, that needs fixing, that you know, an industry or a uh, or a business that uh, that I thought I could do better than the than the current owner. Um, what do you think's most broken at the moment? What industry do you think's yeah. most broken? <laughs> the tourism industry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so you go well, to the tourism. Has to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, or anything holding events. Um, has yeah, to be events cut. and stuff. Yeah. How would you reinvent, out of no fault of their own, how would you reinvent tourism or events? Take take, take your pit. How would you re reframe that conversation or, or relook at that opportunity if you were to approach it with your lens of, of thinking? Well, I think events is uh, is pretty, you know, not easy, but as relative, relatively easy is that is the great thing is that people now are used to using Zoom and used to hey feeling quite comfortable talking to people and on Zoom, and and so therefore, you know where where before you know and people Americans have tried and said hey we can do it all on video, uh, people still haven't haven't taken to it. I think they will now. So if someone's a you know a professor at Harvard, he can uh, he can talk to everyone in New Zealand or you know he can hold an event. Um, whether singers, don't know, they couldn't maybe. Um, Commercial. Yeah, so so events online will become. I think the online is is really just taking a rapid yeah. step, and well, same with online about. purchasing. And uh, you know, people are getting bored. They have to they have to purchase online, etc. Yeah, no, it's totally agree. Obviously, you know, I've done a bunch of sort of off offline stuff and and online, and we've been looking at the same thing of you know what would it look like if if everyone does the same thing? What's the point of difference? If you've all got the same time, you've got the same tech, what's that? What's that variable that's going to make your virtual dot 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 better? Just just because it is virtual doesn't mean it's going to win. Then it becomes about you know brand feeling, touch, community care, depth, empathy. There's all these other like un intangible things. So I mean. It, you, you're probably right and the scalability of it can make it not not necessarily just a new zealand thing right i'm sure mm. yeah mm -hmm. okay interesting and tourism would you have a crack at that or you'd let it pause for a little bit well depends on the on the sector i suppose but uh, um you know what part of it but i uh you know we're going to be we're going to be locked up for a fair while so you have to prey on prey on locals on locals to uh to help you yeah, and so um, and so I suppose it's uh, you know, and I'm sure the advertising will go towards that. You know, yeah, being a holiday so, at home. So you That's... went corporate, eighty-seven bubble month after started, bump bump, run win win. GFC crash, win win. Corona back down again. What gets you most hopeful for the new New Zealand of what's next? Uh, you know, if you're a guy who likes change, uh, you know, here's an ideal thing, ideal opportunity. So, you know, this is, this is a massive, massive change and it's all about uh, being agile and knowing, you know, Hey, when to jump. And, and I suppose, uh, yeah, haven't really, really made that decision on, on because I'll, I'll just watch it. But I think, uh, you know, we'd certainly be looking at, uh, at, acquisitions mm. why are you still going so hard so many people <laughs> tap out like at a decade ago and you well, just you why. And keep sending it it's so dope like i just want however whenever you finish i just want to like that's my new mark i'm like all right i'm going to 112 <laughs> well do you know what i i i've I mean, i found out in these last few weeks here's why imagine sitting at home all the time and bloody yeah, looking at the fridge. I went. Uh, I went and saw to uh, watch Warren Buffett at one of his annual meetings a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, and he was he was eighty three at the time, and his offsider Charlie Munger was uh, eighty five, and they sat there for eight hours, answered questions from shareholders, ate 
ate lollies the whole time. Um, and, you know, and I came back and I said, listen, sorry, guys, if you guys think you're going to take my role, I've got another 20 years here. <laughs> so, so, no, the fact is that I like, um, you know, maybe one day, maybe it might be next year, it might be in 10 years, I say, oh, shit, I think I'll get rid of this shit. But I like, it's like a game, I suppose. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, suddenly it's snakes and ladders. You've come back down to zero again. You come down, taking the snake all the way back down to zero. And that's the exciting thing. You're starting again. Yeah. And so that's the thing is the headspace of it for you. You see that as the challenge, as the the chip on the shelf. Like, All right, cool. You know, feed, you know, make it shit. Watch me. Watch me. All right, cool, cool, cool. And then you reset and then you giddy up, right? It's a, it's like a, and it's you versus yourself, right? Like it's something I've been trying to think about yeah. for, for myself of like, why, why am I flipping built this way? And then I get like hyped and excited when it's super gnarly and shit from like, All right, flipping good. All right, mean, let's go, let's go. It becomes this like, this battle I build up. Is it the same thing that you've always felt? Like, am I doomed for a future to be just like this? <laughs> yeah, we went over, uh, the general manager of Just War and I went over to Brisbane uh, just two months ago. And uh, and we saw this opportunity as unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Just don't say crypto. What it, do not uh, say crypto. <laughs> we left on Friday morning, left on uh, Thursday morning. We spent the day with this company. And we came out of that. We had drinks and dinner. We said, man, this was just, where were you for it? And next, then over dinner, we thought, you know, I wonder why he did this. I wonder why he, uh, there you go. On that. And so the next day we were going to go around to various sites around, uh, around Brisbane, to have a look at this uh, product. And yeah. so I rang him up in the morning and said, Hey, listen, can we just have another meeting? He said, yeah, sure. So we arrived in at, at midday and, uh, and he he said, um, you know, and there were more things that we challenged him on. And then we thought, geez, we're committing a hell of a lot of money here. And then he won't he won't give us exclusive and yeah. thought about it. And so then it was Friday and we were back on the on the plane on Friday night. And I said, you know, we've gone from euphoria to <laughs> to stuffing in, yeah. in three days. So uh, like you know, so we looked at the opportunity and yeah wasn't wasn't one for us in the end i think th is it that regardless how hyped you get on the kool-aid you also just need to have that calming common sense of commercial reality on the other side like guys i'm so bad at that i just get so hyped i'm just like you 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 and then the whole time i just have to have this bad cop be like okay stop why g -g 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 what if g -g 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 and you know i so i have you just got you've obviously mastered <sighs> the art of balancing that tension between hype and opportunity and energy mixed with, you know, commercial realities of where things can flop on, on the other side, right? Like that, yeah. that's a, is that a mental dance, a tango that you kind of have for yourself? Uh, like our, our two senior guys will say, uh, Taylor, come out, wake up in the morning, right down, whoa, little, we're going to do this. <laughs> and they'll either say, hey, listen, let's just wait two days. And they'll, and they'll say, what a shit idea. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what happens on a regular basis. I come up with uh, crazy ideas, but yeah, you know, some of them we uh, we take some variations of them, and some work, and some don't. I've got a um, my next little thing that I'm bubbling away with. Uh, I've got they've made a Slack channel for me, and one of them says hashtag idea stream, and I just like I'm just filling that shit up, just like I'm just I'm like yeah, go, 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 go. and then I've even just gone back in the last couple of days. I'm looking at someone's like. Dude, that's actually pretty good. I'm like, oh my god, that's horrendous. Oh shit! But like, when you're in, it's this, this it's a stream, right? I don't yeah. know if you've got me hyped for the next. Yeah, jeez. No, go. go I'm, right. I'm I'm writing an article for whatever you're doing with it. Oh yeah, the big, oh, yeah. Shh, shh, the big idea. The big idea. Yes. How do you have the big idea? So it anyway. never. But but there was this uh, article that I read, and it was 20, 20 questions with twenty billionaires, and Forbes did it years ago. And every single person, one of the questions was, what's the best place? Where is the best place for um, doing business and ideas, whatever? And not a single person said the office. Every single person yeah. all said it was, you know, golf course or ski lift or uh, meditation or surfing. Or it was all escapism. It was all out. And it came this thing where I realized you can never force creativity in controlled environments and you can never put a gun to your own head for that idea just because you're feeling 
that way at that time. It yeah. That's just not, you can't, like you can set up frameworks to get in flow, but I don't think you can force those those things. And that's why it's always, I wonder about, you know, how to control more of your environment to try and have a high percentage maybe, but you definitely can't just say, okay, Tony, give me the billion dollar idea. Like, I, I just, I, I don't think that life works like that. I don't know. I well, I ask, uh, when I, if I uh, speak, I ask the audience, hey, how many of you have had the, had the uh, best idea on the toilet or in the bathroom? And every hand goes up, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Man, I love hanging out, talking shit with you. It's good. Um, all right. On the back side of this, we have to um, catch up, high five, and and hang. Um, always love your work. Any any last parting words to to my, my mum and, and probably some neighbours or, um, you know, some of the Power Moves crew? What we, any, any last? Oh, no, just, uh, just take care. I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of opportunities coming up here now. And uh, don't... Don't follow Robert and rush into them immediately. Just, just <laughs> hang in there for a bit, and uh, and it'll be a whole new world you'll be able to come into. Yeah, the, the, I think you've got it really right with the the balancing of the seizing the opportunity with the common sense of of commerce. I think that is critical. Critical. Love your work, brother. Thanks, dude. Okay. Thanks, Robert. I'll, I'll see you when I see you. Absolutely. <laughs> Bartab buddies for life. See you, bro. <laughs> Much love, Shut up, bro. What a flipping G. The boy, Tony Falkenstein. Uh, New Zealand Business Hall of Fame. Whole bunch of just cool shit. You can Google him. If you don't know, really know, he's a, he's a weapon and, and a bro. It's awesome to get him in the mix. How crazy. For anyone who's watching this that's under the age of 73, which is flipping every single one I use, how rad is it that someone at that age has that much energy, hype, momentum, ideas, creativity, flipping passion, purpose, focus, all that shit that you need? How cool is it that he is that, and like he's four decades older than me? Flipping homies on fire, such a G. Um, Colleen, as always, love the conversation you both shot. Um, man, he's cool. It's weird that like, Energy of people gives you energy. Man, I just want to hang out with him. He's such a good bastard. All right, I'll see him when, I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm, when we're out of this this bubble. Um, good one, team. Good vibes. Good times. Um, and I'll see you all soon. Adios. Deuces. Stay safe. Stay smiling. Be good. Peace.